Wait, she called to the girls below. It's a guard. We stood on the steps, breathing heavily. He finally reached us, gasping himself. Sorry, ladies. The rebels ran as soon as the shots were fired. Weren't in the mood for a fight today, I guess. Sylvia, running her hands over her clothes to smooth them, spoke for us. Has the king deemed it safe? If not, you're putting these girls in a very dangerous position. The head of the guard cleared it. I'm sure his majesty. You don't speak for the king. Come on, ladies, keep moving. Are you serious? I asked. We're going down there for nothing. She fixed me with a stare that might have stopped a rebel in his tracks, and I shut my mouth. Sylvia and I had built a friendship of sorts, as she unknowingly helped me distract myself from Maxon and Aspen with her extra lessons. After my little stunt on the report a few days ago, it seemed that had dissolved into nothing. Turning to the guard, she continued, Get an official order from the king and we'll return. Keep walking, ladies. The guard and I shared an exasperated look and parted ways. Sylvia showed absolutely no remorse when, twenty minutes later, a different guard came, telling us we were free to go upstairs. I was so irritated by the whole situation, I didn't wait for Sylvia or the other girls. I climbed the stairs, exiting somewhere on the first floor, and continued to my room with my shoes still hooked on my fingers. My maids were missing, but a small silver platter holding an envelope was waiting on the bed. I recognized May's handwriting instantly and tore open the envelope, devouring her words. Ames, we're ants. Astra is perfect. I wish you were here to meet her in person, but we all understand you need to be at the palace right now. Do you think we'll be together for Christmas? Not that far away. I've got to get back to helping Kenna and James. I can't believe how pretty she is. Here's a picture for you. We love you, May. I slipped the glossy photo from behind the note. Everyone was there except for Coda and me. James, Kenna's husband, was beaming, standing over his wife and daughter with puffy eyes. Kenna sat upright in the bed, holding a tiny pink bundle, looking equal parts thrilled and exhausted. Mom and Dad were glowing with pride, while May's and Jared's enthusiasm jumped from the image. Of course, Coda wouldn't have gone. There was nothing for him to gain from being present. But I should have been there. I wasn't, though. I was here. And sometimes I didn't understand why. Maxim was still spending time with Chris, even after all he'd done to get me to stay. The rebels unrelentingly attacked our safety from the outside. And inside, the king's icy words did just as much damage to my confidence. All the while, Aspen orbited me, a secret I had to keep. And the cameras came and went, stealing pieces of our lives to entertain the people. I was being pushed into a corner from every angle, and I was missing out on all the things that had always mattered to me. I choked back angry tears. I was so tired of crying. Instead, I went into planning mode. The only way to set things right was to end the selection. Though I still occasionally questioned my desire to be the princess, there was no doubt in my mind that I wanted to be Maxon's. If that was going to happen, I couldn't sit back and wait for it. Remembering my last conversation with the king, I paced as I waited for my maids. I could hardly breathe, so I knew eating would be a waste, but it would be worth the sacrifice. 
I needed to make some progress, and I needed to do it fast. According to the king, the other girls were making advances toward Maxon. Physical advances. And he'd said I was far too plain to have a chance of matching them in that department. As if my relationship with Maxon wasn't complicated enough, there was a whole new issue of rebuilding trust. And I wasn't sure if that meant I wasn't supposed to ask questions or not. While I felt pretty sure he hadn't gone that far physically with the other girls, I couldn't help but wonder. I'd never tried to be seductive before. Pretty much every intimate moment I'd had with Maxon came about without intention. But I had to hope that if I was deliberate, I could make it clear that I was just as interested in him as the others. I took a deep breath, raised my chin, and walked into the dining hall. I was purposely a minute or two late, hoping everyone would already be seated. I was right on that count.